Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Average Jays podcast. As always, I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. So this week we are coming at you with a bunch of cool stuff. And if you stick around, we do have a After Dark that we'll be doing after the show. So just as a reminder to everyone that is not watching live and for the listeners afterwards, right? We stream live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Don't look at the clock because it might be just a little later. But we do stream every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Um, over on twitch.tv slash the average jays. So first and foremost, we have a couple of maybe like maybe world news is not the right term, but it's like general pop culture news. We got general pop coming at you. Yeah, we should change that to general pop. Yeah. But um, it's in the real world and um, it is not depressing. Yeah, it's not it's not depressing, thank God. We want to make people, you know, forget that um, you know, bad stuff is happening because that's what the news is about if you're joining us for the first time. So yeah. So our news is not about that stuff. This is where you come to chill out with your best friends and find out about the pop culture news you might have missed this past week. So First thing on the docket for today, everybody's favorite comic book corporations, DC and Marvel, are teaming up in a brand new crossover in the comics well, well, once not, again. Well, they're they're reprinting. They're not and and basically teaming up again, but they're reprinting their legendary crossover event comic. So uh, let me see here, because there was like a couple. You know, you got the Spider Man, Superman, you got the Batman, Daredevil. But I did read somewhere, which I'm trying to find here. Well, you got like JLA, JLA Revenge, Avengers, Teen yes. Titans, Young Avengers. Yes. And I think there's got to be more. There's there's more where there's like there's they're mixed. They're amalgam uh, characters like Batman, Wolverine and Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Superman yeah. again, Captain America and Superman. But yeah, this was, I guess, uh, I read it somewhere and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm reading. So this information is coming from Nerdist News. And I read this somewhere on, on my, uh, where they're doing all this again. So they can just kind of like hopefully bring us something new. And, and of course, when it comes to the movies, it's difficult. But I remember Kevin Feige saying a couple of years ago, never say never. Justin Bieber song for, for those who don't know. Um, so yeah, there's always that possibility of, of of crossing over in the movie first. But uh, let me see here. There's the two thousand. The last two thousand four crossover event was JLA Avengers, written written by Kirk Busick. For those comic nerds, Kirk is a popular writer. But we should know the legendary George Perez. Um, he drew those. Um, I think this is a really cool thing. For them to reprint it, because just getting people hyped about it. Because, you know, for the longest time, and since, you know, man was born, there was always the DC fanboys and the Marvel fanboys. But people like you and me, we both like both, but we have our preferences. You being Marvel, me being DC, but I don't hate on the other. Um, I think this is cool because there's a good chance that this rebirth, I guess, no pun intended with the DC rebirth, will bring people together, you know? I And I hope there's no, like, verses, because that's going to be corny, because, like, 
you know, when you do verses, there's then you're gonna yeah. have the fanboy saying like that's not that shouldn't happen. It's like no, we we want to see these characters do something cool. <laughs> um, like when I think of it's not a crossover event, but when I think of, technically it is within the Marvel universe when Spider both Spider Man met up Miles Morales and Peter Parker. That was really yeah. cool. I went. It was a limited uh, four issue run, and I thought that was really dope. And I bought it. It was dope how they crossed over into each other, you, each other's universes. Rather, Peter Parker showed up in Miles's universe, and we got to see them like do their thing, and that was just awesome. So imagine that on a bigger scale when two companies are deciding to fuse their stuff yet again. So first, it's going to start off with a reprints, and then the possibility of creating something new what do you think yeah i mean i think just for the prospect of like it's tugging the nostalgia Mm. strings right um it's gonna get everyone talking to be like oh is there something that they're working on like i i have a feeling that that's probably not a thing Mm. right just because they both are making so much money now that it's hard for like it's hard You're to right. see them is, actually making it, a deal to make it something is hard, new. but definitely easier than when it comes to uh, video media, be it TV or the silver screen. It's definitely easier to yeah, do it in yeah, books, for sure. but it is definitely harder because there's so much going on. Like there's so many gears turning in that in those two giants. I was gonna say in the movie universe, like we're probably like unless something crazy happens, like we might never see it. Right? Well, maybe not never, but. We won't see it anytime soon. Hopefully, I'm like 90 and we finally get that, right? (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't know back in my day, we wanted it. We wanted it. So shut your trap, you youngins. Um, Yeah, that's how how we're going to sound. Yeah, that's exactly how we're going to sound. A white, old, middle aged, wearing trousers, looking like Eustace from Courage and the Carly Dog. Um, I just gave you a whole image. So, like, so the collection of these omnibuses, omnibus, omnibuy, whatever it may be, collects the 1996 DC versus Marvel series issues one to four. The subsequent follow-up one-shots include DC Marvel All Access issue one to four, Unlimited Access one to four, Bat Thing issue one, Bruce Wayne, Agents of Shield, which is that I would never have thought of. Uh, bullets and bracelets. I'm not uh, don't recognize that. Challengers of the Fantastic, Doctor Strange, Fate. That's funny. Iron Lantern. Like these sounds really cool. Legends of the Dark Claw, Lobo the Duck, Speed Demon, Spider Boy. Oh, bullets and bracelets. I believe mm. is the. Oh no! Never mind. It's. I feel is it Punisher in some way? Hold on. It sound when the bullets is reminds me of Punisher. But let me type it in real quick. Yeah. But, but yeah, th- those are all great and I can't wait to like I wouldn't get it. Um but you know, it is available in the interwebs. And that's all I'm gonna say. But um Bullets okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. It is Bullet is a comic book, I'm a comic banner. Crossover effort between features Diana, Diana Prince in a team up with Punisher from Marvel. Here, a mashup between Steve Trevor and Frank Castle. There we go. So it's it's basically more on the DC side, but yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool just to see them bring it back, even though there's it's yeah. not a possible. It's not like that. It's likely, but it's always a reminder that it can happen. Because it would be dope to see new characters do new things. Maybe like a Spider Miles Morales Spider Man doing something with a new character in DC in the current run. Something I would love to see. Yeah, I remember one of my friends in high school. He was like all about the crossover events between, like specifically between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he loved it. You know, JLA, JLA Avengers, Young Justice, and Teen Titans. Um, some of the Amalgam stuff, but. It, it's really cool because it's so different, right? You you never see Captain America with Spider-Man running around with Superman and Batman. Like, it's just something yeah. cool, right? And they, they all yeah. have their counterparts within each universe. So it's just fun to see. I would love it if the companies were just like, you know, let's have fun. And they did something with it. I would love to see that. Yeah, and the way my friend used to describe when we were kids, meaning all kids that, you know, had toys. Like, when we played in the hallways or outside with our toys and action figures, that was us mm-hmm. creating movies. Now, oh, yeah. these grown-ups in these companies that back in the day were doing these amalgam events, that's just like, hey, do you, wanna, do you want Spider-Man to play around with uh superman yeah let's do it let's just let's just make something like that's just that you're you're tugging at the heartstrings of your childhood and then you're just doing the thing like i can't it's crazy to think like superman can hold mjolnir like that's that's just cool we've seen that and it's just cool and we know he can because he's basically captain america in the dc world minus the well obviously not super soldier but yeah it's just really dope um yeah it's it's literally just you're playing in the toy box, right? Like that's what it is. You're you're taking out your favorite toys and you're watching them go on an adventure that you would never see, like in under regular it's circumstances. Toy story come to life. Exactly. It's Toy Story coming to life. That's what. That's how I see it. Yeah. So that's definitely super fun. Um, kind of like almost in the exact opposite vein. We have some news in the music world. Um, so Jay, take it away with that one also. Let's hear what uh what the beehive has. Ooh, nice one, nice one. Uh not necessarily music news, but it does deal with a musical person. Um with her drop uh Beyonce dropping Texas Hold'em. I don't think there is any relation to this, but I think it's a cool thing to uh I guess give her, her flowers or shout her out. Mm-hmm. Um here's an article from People magazine on the website. Uh Beyonce honored to give back as she announces 500k a lot of dope fund for cosmetology schools and salons nationwide i think that's really good so her charity which i didn't know what the name of her charity so i heard about this today uh is called bay good hmm. like b-e-y good um so doing a joint venture with uh another uh, company i didn't catch that but yeah they just want to give their oh sorry the company is called, and I may butcher this. I believe the sacred. I believe the pronunciation is sacred. I was gonna. That was my second choice, but thank yeah. you. Sacred and Big Good decided to team up to award, or not award, rather, donate five hundred k to cosmetology school, cosmetology schools across the country. Well, across certain places, 
Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, which if she didn't, that would be weird. Um, Los Angeles and New Jersey, which I'm a little little salty. Not New York, but okay. Um, but I think it's really cool because this makes this this is where my mind took when I read this, where my mind went. I don't I'm not saying celebrities should do this, but like someone big or who has the money should donate to like trade schools as well. Yeah. So they we need more, you know plumbers we need more uh, electricians we need more people that can you know keep our society functioning and then when it comes to uh, the salon here so the fun the, i'm gonna just read a little excerpt here so the fun quote on quotation celebrates the influence of professional stylists uh have their stylists have on hair health and the critical importance of advocating for the salon community as it aids fostering talent promoting professionalism supporting entrepreneurship within the industry across the country. And then, like, this was a second part of it. Hairstylists have an immense impact on people in their chairs, which is kind of like the low-budget therapist. Not, I'm not coming <laughs> for it, but if you think, if you're cool, like, I'm not, like, super cool with my barber, but, like, if we were cool, and there's a light uh, language barrier, but, like, I, so my my barber speaks Spanish. I can speak Spanish to a certain degree, but, like, I it's my time to just mm -hmm. chill. You know, 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even less than that. I can just sit there and he just cuts my hair and I'm just hanging out. Some people, they, they talk to their barbers. They get advice. Hopefully, it, it's, I assume it's unlicensed <laughs> advice, but they, you, you vent. You get your stuff out there. If you're a person who can't talk to themselves, you got to hear other people's I think advice. you just created... But yes, I see you. I want, think you, you just created the job of the future. You, you go first, you know, get your... I don't even know what it is. I guess you be, you become a counselor or a therapist, right? You become a licensed counselor, licensed therapist. And then oh. you go and you get your <laughs> then you get your, your barber's license, bro. Your and then license. you could be literally Ooh, and then you have your your awards, your your right. diplomas in <laughs> yeah, the right next to each other. So people would just come to you. And you could be like you could be the That's therapist cool. barber. You could sit down, give someone a fresh cut and chop it up with them as like this is your weekly or bi-weekly appointment, right? They're like, yo, they're like, yo, how's Bernice? But they don't charge you by like the therapist rate. They charge you a little more. With yeah, it's cut. a premium, so it's right? Like time and so it's haircut. a premium service, yeah. but you get to talk about your stuff with an, a licensed professional. I inadvertently stepped into creating a, a <laughs> thing, and this is not. I have, I have like business sense. Kind of. I just don't. I think it's too much work for me. But I created something there. Thank you for picking that up. But I again, I think it's cool that Beyonce is doing this with uh, Sacred um, because it is important. And look, I don't have anything against makeup. I think makeup is is a good thing. It makes people feel good about their uh, self esteem. Obviously, too much makeup or not doing it right is a bad thing. You need to do it right to make up right people. Um, men and women. This is not shot. I'm not shaming any specific uh, gender. It's just like do a good job. But this event that is happening, this canon event that is happening, is good for the future. Uh, and I hope other rich people, as I'll say, the the well off, take note and decide to help trade school. Like we need these types. Like of I mean, things. you know, people tend to kind of like stick their noses up at something like cosmetology school or um I don't I don't really know. I guess it's under cosmetology school also like beauty school or something, right? Like people stick their noses up 
Yeah, that's that falls under. Yeah, falls people stick their that. noses up, but in reality, those are trades that anyone can take without a you know without education. You can just you know pay your dues and go to this program and get licensed, and then on top of that, more than ever, um, we have this we as in the population at least U.S. I can't talk about globally, but we have this. Um, Maybe not fixation, but we we are trying to look at the health side of cosmetology. So when it comes to when it comes to makeup, oh, yeah. when it comes to products, like it's best that you know what you're doing and people go to professionals. I mean, yes, it's about like what looks good, but now there's been way more of a focus of like, is this good for me? Is this good for my skin? Will this mess with that? Like, what are the side effects? So. It's also kind of like, I, I dare to say, a mental health thing as well. Like, although you want to look good in the, in the skin that you oh, have, 100%. right? We've definitely gone away from, like, these heavier eyeshadows and crazy mascara and stuff like that. We've gone towards more of, like, a nude look and very muted tones, um, accentuating what you already yeah. have. I mean, obviously, there's always exceptions to the rules, but that's, like, the main focus. So, And then it also comes down on the health side, right? less animal cruelty, less chemicals in your stuff, you know, more ingredients that you can actually recognize and pronounce. Like, yeah, I would, I would advocate like stop using three or four in one head and shoulders. <laughs> like these big companies are not looking out for you. Like it's one of those things where like, I, I look at black, most of my hair products, my face, not my face products, actually a couple of my face products are black owned. My hair products are black owned. There's one that's not black owned, but mm -hmm. it is a smaller company. As long and there, the ingredients are in there. Are I know what uh you know these plants are these these certain chemicals depending on what the chemical is. I know what it is. You mentioned nude looks and stuff like that. Like I think who's a strong advocate. I'm and I only single her out because she's the one I know that does this. Doesn't use makeup. Alicia Keys. Like I remember what she used to look like when we when she first came up to the screen when we were kids, and then. When I think this was a couple years ago, maybe college, where she said she's gonna stop using makeup, and then I follow her on Instagram. When she put like she looks amazing, like she's not using makeup. She because it's doing great things for her skin. And I I forgot how old is she she was exactly, but I remember seeing her age, and I was like, wow, and she still looks like that. And not saying that forty is in the forties is old. It's just like you don't need to look like a super aged person, but. Um, yes, like you said, mental health is a good thing. Physical health is a good thing when it comes to skin and hair. Stop putting things in your face that you shouldn't be putting and yeah. do your research. Like most of the stuff we need should be coming from like the earth and not like from Spider-Man's radio. Yeah, exactly. Spider <laughs> so, you know, these, these are things, these are jobs and professions that matter, you know, and they're never going away. People are always going to want to get their hair cut. You know, people are always going to want to, like, get done up for an event. Like, this is always going to be a part of our reality. Yeah. And then not only just regular people, like, there are jobs in the mm -hmm. industry. Like, you can be painting or doing people's hair or makeup for movies, for TV shows, or just for famous people for events. Like, you can deal with high-profile people. This is not just for, like, your corner barber. Like, people shouldn't be looking down at, at yeah, these, definitely these not. trade schools. So again, yeah. shout out to Beyonce. 
So, our first topic, we spoke about Marvel and DC. Now we're going to head into the TV and movie section. And again, we're going to have this Marvel DC split up. Um, so, first things first. Um, the X-Men 97 trailer. We got it. Did you see it? I did see it, sir. Now, I remember watching this when I was a kid. Um, I would be lying if I said, like, I knew every episode and, you know, I watched it over and over. I watched oh, it, but I never rewatched it. Like, I watched it as a kid. Oh, um, okay. And I, I remember the theme song. Like, I, I remember okay. certain episodes. I remember some of the voices. But when the when the little tube TV came on in the trailer. Tube TV. Dude, I was so, like. They played the last scene of the series, which is the passing of Professor X. And I was like, oh, man, that's super cool. And then it cuts to New Age animation. And you hear the buildup of the original theme song, obviously redone and remastered, remixed. And you hear the buildup going as the trailer goes. And then Wolverine takes out his claws and it hits the crescendo. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic t- trailer. You know, we even got a little bit of Wolverine snapping at Cyclops. And one like the and this was meant to be like this, but the cherry on top for me was right at the end before the Disney Plus stinger and all that. Right at the end, Cyclops utters X Men to me, and it's just like, uh, you yeah, know, classic catchphrase. I I thought that was, I thought it was beautiful. Um, yeah, someone at, at my job was just like, hey, like, um, like, what'd you think? And I thought it was like great, and then he mentioned. Like the gambit, uh, powering. Oh my up, god! Yes, uh, Wolverine's claws, and I was like, "Hey, like, dude, that definitely a nod to the opening." Because in the opening, which doesn't make sense, why is his claws electrocuting? Yeah, like when he, it's part of the, it's part of the opening. Like it's just you know, kids eating their cereal bowls. They're like wild by <laughs> it, but I think it's a nice nod to it. And look for those nerds out there. Like you know, you're a nerd if you know this. Fastball special in all of comics. That's like a known thing. I remember, I believe, I forget somewhere online, they were just like, what are you going to call this move now? Because it's such a new move, I guess. Like, just climbing on top of, like, a tank and just running to... Like, he's basically fused, like fueling uh, Wolverine with, like, extra boost of, of abilities. I thought it was really... That was an amazing nod. And it was a way to create a new team-up special, which is, like, a nice sequel to the super the, the Fastball special. Like, I thought Dude, that was that really was... cool. Uh, for those that are not nerds, that was look straight <laughs> out of like a video game when he just jumped on his back and did it. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then on top of that, it kind of like you, you never realize it. But Gambit's power is to imbue anything with that uh, with that energy. He chooses to do exactly. it with, you know, playing cards and his staff and stuff. But in reality, he could power up anything with that. So to see him do that with the claws, it's like, how have we not done this before? Why didn't we think about this? Like, it just made all the sense in the world. It was super fun to see. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out, I'm trying to find it here. There's this gentleman who is, a just to shout him out, because it is Black History Month, so you gotta, I have to do this. Black writer in comics at the time is on the show now. Oh, dope. So it's like that you're going to get, it's not like going to be new people. There's going to be new people, obviously. But like, I feel like 
they won't veer off course when it comes to the tonality. Obviously, it wasn't like super dark. Mm-hmm. It was still a kid's show on, the, on Saturday mornings. But it just to have him there is great. I'm like spacing on his name because I saw this recently. I'm going to look it up as we, we talk more. But um, yeah, I thought that was dope. Um, I'm trying to... I must, it's it's a little PG, but I would just say, so I remember online people saying, like, what happened to Rogue's butt? Yeah. It's like, guys, come on. We've grown from this. <laughs> like, not, you're telling me you're going to those websites to look uh Like, come on, guys. Like, let's let that go. But to see the Sentinels mm-hmm. back in the fold is dope. To see how the aftermath, because look, I I actually watched, rewatched it. Well, I was like, you watched it as a kid, didn't know what was going on, but thought it was cool. In college time, around that time, I rewatched Spider-Man, the animated mm-hmm. series, and the X-Men show as well. I rewatched both of them. And then realized, I'm like, wait, this is a weird ending. Well, you know that for sure when it comes to Spider-Man. But in X-Men, it's kind of like, there's a cliffhanger, but it does kind of give you an ending. Uh, but you knew there was still more to it. And then that's when I watched uh, Silver Surfer, which unfortunately got canceled. But I remember rewatching. I remember the last scene, and I was like, wow. Like this is amazing. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was great. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm like finding this for you guys. No. Um, so yeah, it was a really great trailer. I thought it was very well executed. The the writing on it was fantastic. Oh Larry, Larry Houston. Houston. Um and you know, and at the very end, right after the Disney Plus logo pops up, we also get a little like snip at what the storyline's building to, right? We see old man uh, Magneto come back into the fold and saying that Charles actually left him, you know, the X-Men, the Institute, everything to Magneto. So obviously we'll see how that goes. Clearly there'll be some friction, but I'm looking very forward to this to this show. Yeah. Just to kind of before we cap it, I want to speculate on that or not even speculate, let people know that that's not the Magneto you saw in the movies, that in any of the movies, any going forward, it's not the same Magneto. Because Magneto did have problems with uh, the X-Men in the cartoons as well, but he did do good things. He wasn't out here just killing every regular human. So I, that actually, you saying that actually brings up a point where it's like, oh, maybe he will still strive to do what Charles Xavier is doing, probably a yeah. little more rougher because you got to remember even the we'll cartoon see. version we'll he was all about like mutant pride right and not to say charles wasn't but he was a little yeah. more radical about it and um so we'll see what direction yeah. the team goes in when it comes to him doling out orders right so but yeah. from one I'm marvel team it. to another we're gonna swing on into some awesome news that we got a couple of days back the fantastic four finally we have confirmation on the cast and maybe a confirmation on the timing also yeah which is a little weird for me but we'll we'll get down to that so first reported i mean not reported i guess confirmed on x formerly known as twitter marvel studios tweeted out on valentine's day this beautiful like painted version of the fantastic four family reed richard um reed richards uh oh my gosh what is her name sue storm sue storm um johnny storm ben Grimm, aka the thing herbie their family robot 
um, all there present. Uh, the Thing, Ben Grimm, is reading a what looks like a Time magazine kind of ripoff, and it looks like it's a photo of Richard Nixon. Everyone's saying that it's uh, taking place in the 60s to 70s uh, time frame. So I'm... I, I like it. I, I love the casting news. Um, as far as the actual characters go, um, we have Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. We have mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Eben Moss Baccarat. Baccarat? Right? No, Backrack. Mm. Backrack. Eben Moss Backrack as Ben Grimm, you know, aka The Thing, and Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. I saw this and I was like, they nailed it. I think all, yeah, it's a all great these casting. people like, got it down back. Yeah, it's great casting. And I like to let people know because some people forget. And I was like, I always knew him from this show. This is technically his, uh, Ben Grimm's uh, second Marvel. He was, he was a microchip in uh, Punisher. Do you recall? No. Yeah, he was like the guy that the smart guy that was helping uh, Punisher do his thing in season one. Huh. Yeah, go look at he had long hair in, in that one. But I remember that. And then because a lot of people mm. will know him more now because of the bear. Yeah. And uh, Andor. But that's where I remember him from was Punisher. And I was like, people don't I guess, remember you know, that. Maybe that's, it was the long hair that was, that was like throwing yeah. me off. But that's he's, yeah, because currently he's always he's has the buzz cut. Now it's in that one yet longer, but yes, I think this perfect casting. I'm I'm not too much of a fan. I don't want to say that. I'm just like when it comes to doing stuff in the past, it can kind of hurt Marvel if they do it right. Like for example, when they did not when they did Captain Marvel, it's not like it was a bad movie. I think it was just kind of shoehorned in to get her into, uh, and like I, you know what I mean. This is not shouldn't feel like a shoehorn because we're not having a well. Technically, we are going to have our secret wars, but maybe they do a, a they do have it take place in the past, which was fine. And then when secret wars happens, then they're somehow catapulted to the present, or something they do in the past, they're catapulted to the present. And they're stuck there, and then that's it. Um, and they're trying to find their way back, but you know, because we already had quantum mean, and we know time travels a thing. We have Deadpool as well, so it's like things can happen. So I don't. So what I'm trying to say is, in my opinion, I don't think that if it takes place in the 60s, 70s, that that timeline is permanent for the Fantastic Four. In my opinion, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think that they would do that because that would be a huge waste. Like, you know, they have all these grandiose plans for the uh, multiverse and all that. There's no way that they can leave them hanging in the back. So I, I, I agree with you. I think it will be something where they do like um, they start off in the past and then go forward. Or who knows? Maybe it's something where Reed messes up. They go backwards in time and then have to come back, you know, back to the future esque kind of kind of deal. But um, either way, they're yeah. definitely going to end up on the modern timeline in the correct universe because of a whatever event, right? I think they called them Nexus events before. So something's going to happen that merges and makes them do it, whether it's the, you know, what what are they, the cosmic cloud flare that they get their powers from jumps them forward, or Reed has a new invention, or 
it could it could be like something from Interstellar where the the time that they're spending out in space, by the time they come back, it's like twenty twenty four or whatever timeline that the Marvel universe is in yeah. now. But it could be something like that. Like it's it it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Planet of the Apes when the astronauts come back. Oh yeah, they, they just went too far, and when they came back, it was yeah. It could just be as simple as that. But again, they do it in their own way. I'm fine with it. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. But perfect casting. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. I thought they nailed it. And um, to also see that Herbie is going to be in it, the little robot dude. Um, very funny. Very kind of like random. Very comic book. You know. Uh, so <laughs> it's a way to it's a way to like have a Iron Man version of Iron Man, I guess, because you have the Fantastic Four, and then you have the precursor to uh jarvis like you have another robotic entity or ai before jarvis yeah he's a little helper dude you know so i i I think that's fun like i'm happy to see that because i miss like some of the campy things about the comics that we loved have been kind of like too modernized or too like yeah it's been yeah they made it too serious so now to see something like this um obviously we don't know what it's gonna look or feel like or talk like but just the fact that it's there, I, I enjoy that. So now to round out the Marvel news, you know, this technically is yeah, well, we'll it technically short. is MCU, but only because everything Marvel is now in the MCU. Now, for all the diehard MCU fans, everyone lined up opening night to go see Madam Web, right? But it did, it did break a record, right? I was being a little facetious before. Clearly, not a lot of people went to go see this, but it did break a record. Madam Web is now the absolute bottom. It broke the record for being the worst Sony Spider-Man movie in the box office. So not Marvel. Sony, Sony Marvel in particular, like Sony Marvel yes. Entertainment. Okay. So, wow. It, it it was just terrible, man. It did, it became, okay, this is um originally reported on by Variety. So, this was, Madam Web was the first Marvel-based movie since Fox's Fantastic Four reboot, so the one no one saw, to not open at number one. Yeah, Josh Tranks. So, wow. That movie opened wow, with wow, wow. 26.2 million. It did better than Madam Web. Madam Web launched internationally with 25.7 million at the box office. So now, mm. to put that in perspective, because that is like, those are just big numbers, right? But to put that into perspective, those are just big numbers. When a Marvel movie makes a hundred million dollars, the studio sees that as like not hitting their goal. When a Marvel movie does not make a hundred million dollars back, that's because it has not broken even to create profit and to generate enough profit to you know make this IP continue on, like go forward. So your opening weekend is a quarter of that that means 
what were you thinking? This is just like, what were people honestly thinking when they created this thing? It came in under Morbius. Morbius made Morbius made thirty nine million in the four day. I mean, in the three day debut, that was terrible. This did worse. Like, and for movies that you, like we're talking about, movies that are extremely big budget. Like, this is not a a, a biopic or something, yeah. right? So, Bob Marley, uh, One Love, came in. Um, at 27.7 million in the US during the three day weekend and then hit 51 million during a six day stretch. That yeah. is good because that movie probably only like took a handful of millions to make. Turned about ten million dollars to make. And if in your open weekend you're hitting, you know, what is that around? Let's call it 80 million. By all means, that's a, a smashing success. Everyone made money, and that's just in its first week. Now, when you're talking about something that costed probably two to three hundred million dollars, and your your highest grossing weekend for every movie is the first one, your highest grossing weekend is coming out at like a horse with three broken legs pace. Like you, you're not really moving anywhere. You know this is this is bad, and um, it's also touted as the worst reviewed. Spider-Man, uh, Sony, Sony Marvel project. Um, it has a critic score of 13%. Yeah. Yeah. And look, this, when I, when, when we, whenever we've recorded, I've always said, Hey, go see a movie despite, sorry, despite, uh, what the critics are saying. I probably would listen more to what the cust, uh, the actual viewers are saying, but still, form your own opinion my reasoning and i'll share this reasoning because as a nerd when it comes to film uh like superhero movies specifically sony again this is me with my opinion being petty when it comes to keeping the rights of spider-man they're just chunking out any movie they can just the rights because that is the loophole because they can't keep rebooting spider-man because that gets boring so they have to make another movie outside of that just so they can keep the rights. They're never going to let go of Spider-Man. When they announced, and I've said this before, when they announced uh, Silver Sable. And- well, it was Black Cat. It was Black Cat and Silver Sable. Ange- Agent Aunt May. And then the Luchador thing. Yeah. Yeah. And look. Venom, I, I accepted because it's a cool idea to do without uh, Spider-Man. I know the, the hardcore nerd, the, and I'm sure they're racist too because I, I, they're, they're super upset when it comes to stuff like this, but they're just like, hey, you can't do that without Spider-Man. I'm like, look, symbiotes are symbiotes. They're going to behave the way they behave. It doesn't. Who says when a symbiote touches you, you're not going to look like what Venom looks like now? Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, there was no Spider-Man insignia there how dope would it be when one day tom hardy's venom does get that uh insignia when he gets in contact with a spider that's gonna be dope and that's i'm looking forward to that so i think the venom movie except for two i like venom one i enjoyed it because it reminds me of a time before mcu i'm sure a lot of people that saw madam one felt the same way but when it comes to film what i've heard and i guess biased opinion on dakota whatever her name is johnson 
she's not really that good of an actress. Maybe she has, she's up there and she has something because she's making movies. I'm, I'm still here trying to get into the business, but I, it, I remember reading or someone telling me that saying she didn't want to be there or she didn't, she felt silly when it came to filming. But it's like, you're, then why, why are you there? Just the paychecks that you're not committed to the store. You're not feeling it. Well, Even to, from the trailer. To play devil's advocate here, right? You're under contract. You kind of can't go anywhere, right? But also, she yes. did. She true. No, I was but just gonna then, say. It's like I was gonna say that she did talk about the fact that there were drastic changes made to the script. So this movie was originally pitched to her as one thing, and then immediately these like massive swooping changes came through and changed into a whole different movie. So in that respect, if that is true, if that's really how it happened, um. Yeah, we, we kind of we can't put her to blame because this is not what she signed on for. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming her for it. I think it's just from what I've seen in the trailer, it's just the delivery of certain lines. It's like it looks like, on and again, it probably is not her fault in the sense that maybe she couldn't have say anything on a certain lines, like she couldn't been accredited to like, Hey, I don't want to say this line. Cause it doesn't sound like, like maybe she couldn't do it, unfortunately. And if she was allowed to, and didn't make that, take the effort to do it, then shame on her. But if she was locked in and said, yo, you can't do this. Unfortunately, yeah. that's where the suits come in. And you know how I feel about suits and suits only care about money, but then look what happens. They don't get the money because they don't care about the passion. I don't want to waste my time going to see this movie. If it's ever on TV, I'll take a seat and I'll watch it. I, even though I have an uh, AMCA list, I'm not going to spend my time on it. I had one of my coworkers telling me how he, he liked the movie. And I was like, look, I'm not judging you on that. I just won't see that movie. But what did he compare? He said the Incorrect. Marvels. <laughs> he was, it was better than the Marvels. And I was like, look, Marvel is not a perfect movie, but it it hit all the Marvel MCU's formula, and it's not failing. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that movie more than Morbius, and I only compared it to Morbius because it definitely was more than. That. But um, to say it's better than that, <laughs> I'm, at that point, I was not going to argue. My opinion is my opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. Um, <laughs> but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't. Again, I'm not feeling to see it. Again, yeah. my beef is always going to be with the suits. I'm, I don't want to say Dakota yeah, Johnson is it's her fault, but it's always going to be the suits. And yeah, I feel you, it. I you know can, it you is. can and that's feel why the suit's hand so like, weighing heavy on this one. Um, I originally was super stoked about it because I wanted to see the Spider-Women, like the various forms of Spider-Woman. Like, I thought that was really cool. But I heard that they were barely in it because it was like a different timeline in, you know, uh, Madam Webb's, I, I don't know what her name is in the, in the movie, if it's a different compared to the thing, but depending on her, like future site, it was a different spider woman. Yeah. It wasn't the same like character. It was a different timeline. And I was like, why would you teach that? And again, that's the suit. They're like, Hey, people like spider people. We have um, into the spider across the spider verse or beyond the spider verse. We got it, so we're going to tease them with more spider people. And then when you go see the movie, they're barely in it. And I think the only person in spider form is the villain 
from my understanding and from the trailer. But um, stop lying to us. That, <laughs> like, come on. I guess that's just the, the bottom Jeez. line, right? Like, just stop lying to us. It, it, it does come, it, it it's, comes it's to basically, light. And it's, this doesn't just, it's not, and it's just not Sony, uh, Marvel, and Sony. This is MCU and DC yeah. or WB. Like, lie to us if you're doing ads so you can, like, not, like, what they did with Infinity War and Endgame. Like, yeah, so you can keep I things really a secret. Was that was, yeah, but, like, don't lie to us. Don't show us something thinking they're going to be there the entire time when they're not. Then that should have been kept a secret because then when I'm in theaters, I would have been hyped. Yeah. My expectations now to see them more often. Um, yeah, the line it, when it's just to tease us, it's kind of like what they did with Echo. Like, you hype me up with uh, Daredevil. He's only in one episode and it's a flashback. And Echo is not rated R, it's literally rated 13, in my opinion. <laughs> but, oh, sorry, not rated R, rated mature. Yeah, TVMA. And we can discuss that. We can discuss that on our rap. Because on did I talk? Did I talk about that on one of our raps that I saw Echo? No. Okay, I'll talk about it. Then. Okay. So, this was like before we went to Comic Con. Okay. Um. So sticking with that kind of vein of Spider Men, Spider Verse, Spider Women. Sticking. Um. With- we do have something from the DC side of the tracks. So. A Spider-Verse uh-huh. producer revealed concept art for a Batman Beyond feature film pitch. These images, I didn't realize how well Batman Beyond would fit into the Spider-Verse realm. And these pictures are like... Until you saw those. Yeah, man. It, these pictures are basically like... Like, literally, they take out Miles and put Terry McGinnis in there. That's all it is. And it yeah. looks fan freaking tastic. So yeah. apparently five months ago, Patrick Harpin walked into WB WB Pictures and DC and pitched a Batman Beyond animated feature. Obviously using the stuff that they had from um Into the Spider-Verse and, and, and that. So before they pitched, they said that there's absolutely no way we can do a Beyond movie. But they pitched it and afterwards the suit said maybe so i love when you get that little bit of hope right because this is that's the suits talking we can't do it we're not going to do it yada 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 whatever their reasons are whether it be you know fiscal or other like they're saying no and then they get blown away which is crazy which is crazy it's crazy because easily that movie if you could say because look and agree with me here, and I feel like you will agree. We have a lot of diverse characters out there. Terry McGinnis not being a he's a white man, but still, we have a lot of diverse characters. We always ask for Static Shock, always ask for Terry McGinnis. We never really ask for Blue Vito, but he's very diverse, which is great because at that point that is a little pandering. But we always ask for Static Shock and Terry McGinnis. The whole internet, whoever comes across this and 300 years. If you cross, you come across our podcast tape, you would agree that we, those are the two things we always ask for. And the suits are saying no. I hope the next movie they make fails. Unfortunately, I don't want to say that because I want to see James Gunn win. But it's weird because it's like, 
that would have been dope to see. Like me and my friends talk about we we use we use uh gifs when it comes to uh like GIF for those who misheard. Uh when we make jokes, like we talk about slappers all the time. For those who don't remember slappers, those were the venom slappers, like nicotine patches in the show that turns you into bait. So like me and my friends, we talk we use it as jokes when we're talking about stuff. Static shock. One of the reasons why I woke up every Saturday morning to 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 watch that show. That opening alone got you hyped for the Superhero day for the rest of your, your lineup. Shot. Ooh, ooh. No, the one before that too had no lyrics. Oh, that just one the, was the like, instrumental, just instrumental like that. The the yeah. before one, yeah, like that was a superhero soundtrack was cool. I put a shock <laughs> to your system, like yo, like <laughs> that was just really cool. And you telling me no, and I feel like that maybe is still no. Because the thing is, look, DC, uh, sorry, WB Entertainment did super well when it came to animating. And when it finally was, like, done, quote-unquote, with the uh, the Justice League movie, they just started churning out other animated mm-hmm. stuff, which is not, they're not necessarily bad. I just haven't caught up with them. But there's no through line. They were doing their own, like, mm-hmm. universe. So I thought this would have been a cool opportunity to start with, you know, you could have started with Batman Beyond. Or if you want to have something rival, uh, you know, Spider Verse. That would have been it. Like th- by the same studio too. On Imagine that'd be like somebody that would that would have been a genius playing chess with themselves, taking the lessons learned yeah. off of each product and just pushing the envelope and like pushing the barriers of animation and storytelling. Like that to me is an absolute no brainer. Like from this, just the. Just the line... Like, dude, Return of Joker alone was... I was gonna say, just the yeah. line of, like... Yeah. The Return of Joker alone was... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You do your thing. <laughs> okay, no, no. I was gonna say, just the Return of Joker was... Was yeah. a hit. Was a hit. I was but gonna go say, ahead. just the line alone brought to you by the studio... Like, by the studio that brought you into the Spider-Verse, that alone would sell a billion tickets. Like, that that's where you make your money back. Like, hot takes. Dude, hot that takes. is where you make your money back. Like, you are not losing money on a venture like this. If you give them the time, you give them the, like, three, four years that they have, and you back them and you listen to the creative vision that I'm sure they have, you're gonna come out with a hit. For, like, it's just it's there and i understand like when it comes to investing in it and making sure things are on track like nothing's ever perfect but this is like this is one of those things where like exactly it you're gonna hit gold like it's a no-brainer like look i'm again i don't have business sense but when my spider sense of business sense tingles (laughs) that's it whenever that happens it tingles and i'm like that's it like I again, I I didn't go to school. I didn't go to business school. But like, this is an MMO yes. for sure. So if yeah. they don't do so, it, so I mean, MMO. you know, apparently the live action film that was in development forever was put on hold after the reorganization of DC and WB. Oh. Um, and now with James Gunn heading everything up, yep. it's kind of like you know which projects are taking priority. Again, the live action Beyond movie is indefinitely on hold, if not already scrapped. And then we have something like this, where they want to do a animated Batman Beyond feature, which in reality would probably cost way less. And 
would look way cooler in animation rather than live action. You could do a lot more in animation, which is what people are forgetting. And especially in that universe, like it's very colorful. The villains were very bombastic. There, it was very big, opposed to like the street level Batman that we knew in like um, the original uh, car- Batman Adventure cartoon, like the animated series. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So Back like the animated series. these lend yeah. themselves to that style that was that we saw in Spider Verse, but they don't ever want to listen yeah, to us. 100%. But moving on from there, uh, uh, talking about bombastic characters and overstylized media, um, Borderlands, right? Fan favorite video game Borderlands, video game franchise, excuse me, um, debuted a exclusive poster as well as a trailer sneak peek. So in the, I mean, in the days of yesteryear, this would have just been called a teaser. It's literally like a 10, 15 second teaser. And then it tells you like the trailer's dropping tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Back in the nineties, this would have just been like, this is the first trailer you get. And then a couple months down the line, you get the full one, but this was perfect. They, sh- they showed the characters. They made you say what is happening in a good way. And then they let you know tomorrow. So the 21st, today's the 20th. So it would be tomorrow. The trailer, the full trailer is actually dropping. Did you see the the teaser? It came up on my feed, but I was like, I think I saw the yeah. trailer coming tomorrow or later. I'm gonna just wait for that. I saw the picture though, which was cool. Um, I remember seeing mm-hmm. the behind the scenes of like all the characters. Specifically, I remember seeing Kevin Hart. Um, but we couldn't really see a lot of. This. I forget where I saw this. It was somewhere on YouTube. A lot of time, it was like a behind the scenes little, it was like a mini doc or something. And whenever the camera was seeing something, I think they mm. blurred it out because they didn't want to show it. And I believe uh, the director is this dude from uh, something Rodriguez, I believe his name is. He did. Uh, Eli, it's Eli you know what I'm Roth. Talking about? He, he did the. Eli the Roth first, is the director of this movie. Yeah. Eli Roth? I'm thinking of the wrong person. I'm thinking of someone else then. I, I remember Kevin Hart being there. I knew he was going to be, of course, he's going to be the funny, small character. I don't know much about Borderlands. I just remember seeing my cousin play. I played a little bit of it. I think it's going to be a cool movie. Winning Oscars? Probably not, but I will, I'd will. i probably go see it just to you know remind me of the good old days when I was playing 360. So here's the thing. It's... I enjoyed the first two games, the first two mainline games, Borderlands 1 and 2. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, I remember back in the day, Borderlands 1, a lot of people didn't like the ending. I mean, I got it. I understand why they did it that way. But, you know, number two was definitely an improvement on a lot of things. Uh, You know, it's over the top. It's very like, you know, uh, cell shaded animation. The, you know, explosions and, and, uh, you know, whenever you killed someone, it was kind of like, very cartoonish almost but um it was also known for its its comedy it was very very funny you had a robotic companion named claptrap who was like kind of like in the first game he was a little more of like a neurotic kind of like anxiety riddled robot and he was funny and then the second game he was a little more um still neurotic but more kind of like obnoxious to you so it was very much like 
he was being your like buddy, but like begrudgedly. Like he didn't want to help you, but he was there giving you social commentary. Mm. So it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I didn't really go too deep with the franchise, but I've definitely had my fair share. Now, the cool thing is, um, we got to see the characters in their like roles in the images that got released with the poster. So Kate Blanchett, which looks fan, she looks fantastic. Kate Blanchett looked gorgeous. I thought it was actually mm. Jennifer Lawrence when I saw her standing. Um, not on the movie poster, but in her like character image that they showed off. In the beginning, I was like, gotcha. oh, snap, Jennifer Lawrence is in this. And then I saw it's Kate Blanchett. Um, she's playing Lilith. Great. Like, and here's another thing. I think the casting is fantastic here. Like, they really did a good job. One weird thing is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is playing Roland. Roland is a, you know, kind of, I don't want to say run of the mill, but he's the classic soldier archetype. Big dude, very like, He's a Marine. That's it. Like, that's his deal. He's a big guy. So it's just an inverted version of him. I wonder if they're going to keep that because I'm sure Kevin Hart can play it. He, and he has played serious roles. But because it's a funny type of thing, I think that it would lend him, it would, it would let Kevin Hart, I guess, yeah, bring the comedy to the, to the movie. But bring the the serious levity of yeah, the and like character. Roland's character was a little more down to earth compared to like the other like cast of characters that there are. Um, so mm. I, I actually thought more of a Terry Crews kind of person, um, specifically Terry Crews in like the Expendables franchise. Like that is probably to the T what Roland was. Um, but I mean, I'm yeah. I'm here for the fresh direction. I think you know. Kevin Hart has the ability to act well, so I think he can kind of like walk that line be- between being the serious soldier and being too funny. If he's able to maintain that, which I think he can, it'll be a good character. And we have Jamie Lee. Yeah. And hopefully he's not. And the reason I say this, uh, oh, sorry, the reason I say this is because um, I I just don't want... Kevin Hart to just be yeah. me, uh, comedy relief. I keep thinking of Jumanji. He's definitely not. He's not that person. But I just, I, I'm afraid that it could be, go that way. But again, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I think the character would really suffer if it went that way, and he was just the comedic relief. Like he doesn't have to be. Kevin Hart can do other things. So I'm hoping that, it, like I said, he balances the comedic relief with the normal person that Roland is supposed to be. Um, next up, we have Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Patricia Tannis. Um, and this one, from what I know, um, Dr. Patricia is supposed to be a little younger, but they have, you know, um, Jamie Lee Curtis playing her. I, I don't mm. see why she couldn't. She definitely could. Jamie Lee Curtis can be kind of like the badass um, when she wants to. So I can see this working out. Uh, Ariana Greenblatt plays Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina, a very like, think of Hit Girl, right? From the Kick Ass uh, franchise, but dialed up to a thousand and sociopathic, like incredibly like insane. So it's like a mashup of Deadpool and Hit Girl in this cute little girl body, and she has bunny ears. So I think it'll be fun. Yeah. She looks very like close to the character. Uh, I'm sure in the trailer we're going to see kind of like the 
the temperaments of each of the characters come out. So I'm waiting to see that, obviously. Um, per absolutely perfect casting. I haven't even heard the voice yet, but I know it's there and I know it's good. Jack Black as Claptrap. My man is hitting a stride in his voice mm -hmm. acting career right now. You know, he 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 came off the success of yeah. Bowser. Yeah. He has Kung Fu Panda Four coming out, um, and now he's going to be Claptrap in a in Borderlands. Like, I can't imagine a better casting here. I think he's going to absolutely kill it. Um, and then last but not least, we have Florian Montanu Montianu as Krieg. I don't know too much about Krieg. I know that Krieg is one of the um, what are they what are they called? They're not like they're not like savages, but they're kind of like I I feel like they called them like psychos or something. Is that the one uh, that's in the cover? Yeah, yeah, like the guys with the mask and stuff. Mask? Is that the yeah? They're the they're very um like over the top caricatures of like a Mad Max like random person right like that's yeah they're like the, they're the they're the they're kind of like the wildlings. yeah about there. yeah, yeah I, that's I their it. that's their whole deal um you, you kind of can't go wrong if it's if it's the one i'm thinking of it's like they don't speak a lot it's all in their head they all have like mental um kind of like narration of what's going on but they're crazy they're insane like they are like a they're a psycho so they're out for blood, basically. But, I mean, again, I don't know too much about his character, but it, it seems... This cast seems great and well-rounded, so I'm very... I'm very hyped to see what the trailer is going to bring tomorrow. Another announcement that we saw this week is the Umbrella Academy getting its final season. We got the season four premiere date alongside a bunch of new character posters. Me and Erica have been watching... Uh, Umbrella Academy since the beginning so that's a thing that like I've been going back to last season uh, it was a good return to form and I was really hoping to to get more out of it so I'm happy that you know season four is happening but um, we'll see where it actually goes but it's going to be on Netflix uh, again and it's going to be coming out on August 8th it is coming back for its fourth and final season okay Nice. I, I'm excited to see where it finally goes, where it ends up. Uh, I, my favorite was still season one. Season one was absolutely gorgeous. Like everything about it was beautiful. Um, it did kind of lose steam with season. Like season two was okay. It lost some steam. Season three had to like pick it back up, and it got us back interested. Um, and now I'm I'm excited for season four. Nice. After that, um, we this is a follow-up item. We spoke about it last week, I guess, right? Um, there was in the news that a new Jurassic yes. World movie was coming to the Jurassic Park multi-dinoverse, whatever you want to call it. We don't have a lot of insight on it yet, but apparently uh, the Hollywood Reporter has r reported that Gareth Edwards is in talks to direct the new movie. So that's the director of Rogue One. So I'm very interested. I really hope that that, <laughs> that kicks off. But he did Rogue One, John Wick, 
Deadpool 2, and... Creator. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, no, no. David Leach, Lich was the original one that was in talks to do this movie, and that fell through. He mm. did John Wick, he did Deadpool 2, wow. and Bullet Train. This guy is the Rogue One director. Um, Got it. Uh, Gareth Edwards, excuse me. I'm the creator. So, I'm totally cool with it. I'm... I... Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. He did. He did. He did Godzilla yeah, one. So, if they sign him on and the script is there, that's all I need. And I, I consider the franchise saved. Like, I, I, I need this next one to go really well. The last one was so freaking disappointing. I need, I need a better one. You just I need, need it, the man. win. Real bad. <sighs> Moving on, we have we have something that is pretty much a guaranteed win. Like at this point, there's no there's it is too big to fail. If it fails, the government is gonna kick in and make sure yeah. it gets to where it needs to be. Because this has everyone's <laughs> hopes and dreams in its palm. And of course I'm <laughs> The government, the government or the fire nation? aka the fire nation but okay <laughs> literally we are eating out of the palm of this entity netflix uh netflix's adaptation of avatar the last airbender is coming this thursday this thursday meaning not tomorrow the 21st the day after the 22nd mark the calendars it's coming book 1 is coming with the um, upcoming release date, Netflix decided to be like, hey, you know what you need? More reasons to watch this show. So it dropped a final trailer and it, it, it in similar fashion to the other trailers, um, it kind of showed us stuff like, you know, Aang lighting up and we got to see a little more of the actual bending abilities, which were like, oh my God, the CGI it was so freaking good, and I was so happy to see the fire and the earth look that way. <sighs> we also got a a bit of, I think it was, I don't think it was in the trailer. Am I wrong here? I I watched both of these things, so I don't know. So there was a. Are you just you're just you're just thinking? So there about was a it. sneak peek that was also given to. It's just <laughs> there in was your a sneak head. peek also given to IGN. So. IGN got this uh kind of like a not an in-depth look, but they kind of got a breakdown of a scene and it was first released through IGN. So it was a scene where Zuko saves Iroh from a bunch of earthbenders. So we got to see that and I, I saw a comparison video where they showed the animated one from the original series next to the or top and bottom rather um, to the new version of what we're going to get. I could not have internally screamed louder. I would have actually combusted if I would have gotten louder. The hype inside <laughs> of me is growing. It is just, I cannot wait to see this. Everyone mark your calendars. Everyone go watch this. Please, please, I'm begging you. Watch this. We need the rest of the series. <laughs> I, we haven't even seen it yet, and we need it. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. You're calm now? 
Did you see this trailer? Did you see the final trailer? No, I, I know, but you I know had I to ask. You know, I don't. No, no, you're you're right to ask, but I didn't. I that's why I didn't say anything. I was just like, let's let's just get you to say it because it, and it's also like right there yeah. too. So I'm like, I like I saw uh, influencers that I follow. They already saw the early screening of it in the, in a theater theater room. So I was just like. I, that's how I know we're so close. I'm just occupying mm-hmm. myself with other things, and then I know I'm gonna. It's just gonna blow my mind when I go when I see it. That that's gonna be. We're definitely talking about it next week in our rap. Yeah, so, well, week not next week, but uh, I can't wait. Whew. Sticking with Netflix for a little bit, we do have some fun news. I don't think I. I'm not sure if I ever got to talk about it on a weekly wrap, but regardless, I'm gonna talk about it now. Pokemon Concierge, I didn't, right? You didn't. So, Pokemon Concierge, fantastic kind of, I don't want to, it's not claymation, it's it's stop motion. So, a fantastic stop motion, like, mini-series um, in partnership with the Pokemon Company and Netflix. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was something that me and Erica crushed it in one sitting, and we just wanted more. And Erica isn't one to like stop motion stuff like that and then also she's not she's a fan of the original pokemon games she played them when she was younger but she doesn't consume any pokemon content now loved it it was such a nice chill show about somebody just trying to be good at a job that's all it is she you know she's given a shot to work at this place and all she wants to do is do a good job and help pokemon and it's so wholesome. It's so beautiful to watch. And like in the overall message is one for, I guess for anyone, but it is very adult oriented. Um, in the very beginning, she like her life just kind of like implodes, she loses her job. She uh, breaks up with her boyfriend and then she's kind of like rudderless. So she applies to be a concierge at this, at this island or whatever. It's the Pokemon hotel. She becomes the Pokemon concierge. It's her job to make sure the Pokemon on the island and that are visiting, right, that are staying at the hotel, make sure they're all taken care of. And, you know, she has, she ends up getting, like, partnered up with a Psyduck. A Psyduck that's, like, super shy and very, like, kind of, like, I don't know, anxiety riddled. Like, he's walking all all over the island, and they finally get together, and they kind of help each other grow throughout these, like, I think it was like four or five episodes. It's really short. Um, But it was, the animation was great. The storylines were really, really cute. Um, But they have announced, via X, formerly known as Twitter, they have announced, the Pokemon Company has announced that there's more episodes in production, and it's coming our way. We don't know when, but... It is a thing that they're working on it. They released kind of like this cool little picture of the main girl sharpening her pencils with a Psyduck and um, or making a little Psyduck doll or something like that uh, with Psyduck next to her. And it just says now in production. So it was really nice. I was super happy to see that today. Um, If you haven't seen it, go check it out. This also comes we're getting a little ahead of ourselves right now, but this comes before um, Pokemon Day. We're expected to get some some new Nintendo and Pokemon news coming up. So I'm assuming this is part of kind of like this rollout to the new things to that are coming. Did you ever watch Pokemon Concierge? No. Yeah, I remember you talking about it, but I 
never got to it. Where would it be anyway? Let the fans It's know. on Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're done there. I think talking about Pokemon is a great little segue into the video game stuff. We do have a Pokemon Presents coming up. So it was announced we're getting a Pokemon Presents on February 27th. It's going to appear on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Go over there and subscribe. You can also subscribe to the Average Shades podcast if you haven't already. But you can go over there and make sure you get the notifications for when it comes on. It's scheduled for 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time, and 2 p.m. Mountain time? Whatever GMT is, it's 2 p.m. I don't know what that is. Anyway, we uh, so that's coming up. That's weird. Yeah, I always forget that. That's coming up, and the rumors right now are that we might be receiving a new news about a new mainline Pokemon game. They just wrapped up the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Um, we got both of those plus the little epilogue that came with it. So those games are definitely, you know, signed, sealed, delivered, wrapped up in a bow. There's nothing else that's really going to happen there. I'm sure maybe there'll be little things like maybe events where they give away Pokemon or like, you know, little mystery gifts and stuff. But I can't imagine they're going to be giving too much more content there. We might be receiving news on the next mainline, but there's also some heavy rumors that we might be getting a new remake. Right. So whether that be another entry in the Legends series. You know, like what we got with Arceus and everyone loved it. Um, or it could be a remake along the lines of what we got recently was Shining Pearl and Brilliant Brilliant Diamond. So the next one up would be black mm. and white. So those could be in the in the works for a remake. You know, we got a whole different art style last time around. Who knows what's coming up? But um with that, we do have kind of like rumors of um that it might be coming to the Switch proper, like Switch 1. I know there's been a lot of talk about Switch 2 and when that's coming out, but we'll get into that in a couple seconds. But um, who knows? But we're getting one. It's next week, the 27th. Mark your calendars. Go over to the YouTube. Make sure that you have all the updates so you don't miss it. And with that, we also have a Nintendo Direct. So a Nintendo Direct proper right coming at us tomorrow if you're on the stream now it's happening tomorrow the 21st if you're listening to the audio you already missed it but you can go back on their youtube and watch it um it's a partner showcase coming on tomorrow at 6 a.m pacific time which means 9 a.m eastern time i don't know what gmt is so don't make me think about it um greenwich mean time Really? Yes, I looked it up. And say that again. What is it called? It it's how I'm saying it the way it's spelled. Green witch, which is one word. Mean time, which is would it be Greenwich? Greenwich mean time. I believe it's spelled the same way as Greenwich, but I was just doing it for your mind hmm. to see the word. That's weird. Well, anyway. I don't know what that is, so figure it out yourself. Yeah, Uh, I don't know what it is. I just know it's negative eight hours, but yes. um, Okay, so that means it would be 1 a.m.? 3. Whatever. 3.30. Whatever. Who cares? All right. It's not our time zone, so it doesn't matter. Figure it out yourself. Exactly. Type it into Google. 
Anyway, it's coming tomorrow, February 21st. Um, it's a partner showcase, so it's going to be about half an hour about upcoming games. Probably not 100% focused on first-party games. It's probably going to be a lot of third-party stuff. Um, that's not to say that we won't get any updates on, you know, random first-party news. Like, it, it can happen. Uh, I doubt that we'll hear anything from the, you know, the Switch successor. You know, Switch 2, quote-unquote. Um, but we might we might get something there, man. Like, nobody nobody's expecting it so maybe they'll drop it but you know we in the past we've gotten other pretty decent announcements like from this thing so we the last one we got the announcement of the mario vs donkey kong remake as well as the remaster of paper mario um we also got dates for luigi's mansion uh 2 hd as well as princess peach showtime so there's stuff like we can get some significant releases or significant information rather but we're probably not going to hear about the switch 2 just yet Mm -hmm. um like i mentioned before there is a rumor that it apparently has been delayed to the early months of 2025 so according to bloomberg vgc and euro gamer sources claim that nintendo has been telling game publishers that the switch 2 was originally planned to be released at the end of 2024 but is now expected to ship to slip excuse me to march 2025 at the late at the earliest so we're looking at a first half of 2025 um that doesn't bother me that's not a weird thing to see like maybe there's some like last minute hitches that they have to um figure out and they just want to make sure stuff is um accounted for but i will say we're we're in that year time frame now we should be hearing something like it's kind of weird that we're getting so close to a new iteration to a new console and all we have is rumors we don't even have any substantiated claims like even with stuff like the switch light the oled like we had stuff like we knew what was going to happen and then you know, when it got announced, we still had a couple months out before the products were even available. So, yeah, I don't know. This is this is a weird one. I think. I mean, they might be like really making sure no leaks come out, but at the same time, I find it really, really, really surprising that we have next to no information. Um, so. I think the leak thing you said makes sense because, like, they they've always been very silent when it comes to that stuff. So I can imagine why. Yeah, it's just I had, especially when the the leak back. I haven't even seen rumors on it though. Like, I'm not super plugged into the whole rumor mill thing, but I definitely have. You know why? Why they they've been silenced? You think? That's all you got to know. Stop asking questions. I don't want to get taken out. Miyamoto is just going around knocking on people's doors. By himself. Yeah. But he has a samurai sword. He's he's (laughs) doing it himself. I mean, it's just weird because I remember the lead up to the Switch. And there was rumors out the butt for like years, it felt like, before the Switch got announced. And, you know, like I said, I followed, I have some little sources that i look into but i have nothing no expectations not not even like 
guesses. So who knows, man? I think it, it's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. I hope so. I really, I really hope it's more than just an iteration. I don't want like OLED Plus to be the next Switch thing. Like I want them to have newer features. Yeah. You know, the Switch was so the Switch had a long shelf life. You know, it started during the PS4. It went through. It went through through. Yeah. Yeah. We we got this two generation hit out of the Switch, and it had you know their iterations. They had we had the Switch Lite. And then the OLED, which is pretty much like the the Pro model, right? Um, and with the Pro model, with that OLED, they did do some quality of life uh, upgrades to it. So you need to do more upgrades to that model. Like, what is going to come next? I've heard things like a bigger screen, but that's kind of like a given at this point. But uh, who knows? Who knows what else is is going to be included? But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, almost done here. We got two more quick little pieces, and then we're going to get into the weekly wrap. So, for all you Fortniters out there, um, Lady Gaga has been has announced that she will be the next um, like character, I guess you want to call it, that's going to be in the Fortnite Festival. Um, it's coming February 22nd. And, wait, hold on. No, the announcement is coming February 22nd. So the Fortnite Festival is typically typically at the end of a season. And they do this massive kind of like collaboration with a pop star. Um, once in a while, it does happen in the beginning or in the middle. But they do massive collaborations. Travis Scott was probably the biggest one that we ever saw, which was the first really big one. Um, yep. We had The weekend not too long ago. Eminem was a huge deal at the end of the last season. And then now... It looks like Lady Gaga is going to be taking the stage. And on top of that, when these pop stars do these events, mo- like they get their own characters in the game, you know, for purchase and stuff. So it- it's going to be cool. I mean, why not? We have Ariana Grande. Uh, we have Eminem. We have The Weeknd, Travis Scott, Marshmallow. Um, we have a bunch of random pop stars in there. So why not throw Lady Gaga in there? I would love to see it. You know, Ariana Grande has this really cool, like, motif of like a space woman, right? She's kind of like an, an astronaut kind of deal, but very pop star princessy yeah. de- kind of thing with an alternate skin where she's like a energy alien looking thing. You know, she still has her trademark ponytail and stuff, but it's like a whole different color palette, and she's very much an alien, almost like reminiscent of like a symbiote kind of look um very badass so i would love to see something like that come back um the weekend he he has the uh you know that red suit i forgot that's the single um the single that he he did but he has the red suit from his latest like big hit uh and then eminem he had one where he was uh like in his what was it venom the venom video or something you know, the, his his normal like hoodie and hat attire, and then he had a secondary costume. Uh, yeah. So, a lot of this stuff is it's fun to see like these these pop stars collaborate and have a really good time, and typically have this crazy concert that you can just be there virtually for. You know. So, I thought that was fun. Uh, then next up, this one was a weird one. I've been seeing this news for quite a while, so I figured. 
and I think we we talked about it way back when, but it, it it's coming out finally. So the official mm-hmm. trailer for Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game, is finally here. Everyone knows that like super campy movie from back in the day, um, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, it's based on that movie, and it's the clowns look exactly the same from the movie. Very campy, and it's kind of like a Dead by Dead by Daylight, right? Yeah, that sounds like it's kind of like that. It's I don't want to call it asymmetrical. I guess it is because there's three clowns and I believe four survivors. Uh, So I guess it would be asymmetrical. Um, I don't know if you could be off like if there's three clowns in each match, but there might be one clown for the four survivors and the clown is out to kill you and stuff like that. And you have to survive the night, you know, activate generators or kill the clown. You have to you have to do something so that you don't get killed. Uh, but they they hold the same stuff from from the movies. Like they can grow really big, really small. They have like weird red noses. They have these little ray guns. So it, it there is a element of camp to it. But um, there is some scary like you know not just the clown bit, but like the atmosphere and some of the stuff that goes around. There is a lot of scary elements to it as well. But it not for me. I mean. I did my time in Dead by Daylight, but um, exactly. and I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a really great, great game. But this one, because the clowns are there too, it's not really for me. Um, but what I did want to say is it comes out on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on June 4th. And the pre-orders are up right now. And as of now, the trailer just had alpha footage. So take it with a grain of salt. It will be getting better. It hasn't entered its beta. And on top of that, you know, it's not the final gameplay, but it looks pretty good. It looks pretty decent. It, it looks for, for alpha footage. It looks pretty good. So I'm sure things will get polished up before it fully comes out. And then last but not least, I have a quick little item that the news just broke and I needed to, I needed to let the people know. I guess it didn't just break. It broke yesterday. Power Wash Simulator. We'll do it. The Game of Games is getting another DLC. This time, for all you table tor- tabletop dorks, um, Warhammer 40k is doing a collaboration with Power Wash Simulator. You will be able to go through and clean the world of Warhammer 40k. Um... Apparently, you got one, two, three, four, five things. You got the Ultramarines Land Raider, Dark Angels Deathwing Redemptor Dreadnought. That sounds crazy. The Astra Militarum Rognal Dorn Tank. These are real words that I'm re- reading, by the way. The House Hawk Shroud Imperial Knight. <laughs> sounds, sounds like <laughs> and Dunza the Dork. Blood Angels Thunderhawk. Anyway, this is all the things. <laughs> it's like some 80s, These are 80s all the things that we action to, references it's a clean um, it's a special DLC pack it'll be available on February 27th and it looks like it's only 8 bucks $8 US $8 Euro and then 650 pounds Lira I don't know what L is is L pounds yeah, so that. 
I believe so. Yeah, euros is seven ninety nine, US dollars seven ninety nine. But and on top of that, your your power washer, like your guy, your character, is now taking on the appearance of somebody in the Warhammer forty thousand universe. So another another costume change, you know, every so often with these with the DLCs, we get something cool. So look forward to that. I'm definitely gonna be getting it. I have never played a game of Warhammer 40k. No, they had a mobile game that I played once, but I'm always excited for Power Washer Simulator. And this game has it's the gift that keeps on giving. It came out in 2022 and is just, in my opinion, killing it. It is just giving us banger after banger after banger. So if you guys haven't bought Power Washer Simulator, Now's the time. You can clean Laura Croft's like estate. You can clean the Back to the Future sets. You can clean stuff from Final Fantasy VII. Like it's so ridiculous the amount of stuff that you can clean Bikini Bottom from SpongeBob. I remember you did. I remember you talking about that. Enough said. Go get this game and just have a fun time cleaning dirt off of stuff. So with that, we're finally done with the docket and we're going to roll on into our weekly wrap. So, Jay, what are you watching, reading and playing? Uh, Currently. I got back in. So I got back on my Disney Plus. I got the bundle with uh, Hulu Live and uh, ESPN. But, you know, I don't really watch sports unless it's a final. Um so I started, I got back into Gargoyles, um, which is great. So I can't wait to finish that. You know, I'm still watching Gilmore Girls, trying to finish that. Um, before I get back into Miss Maven, because I was like, it has that same type of quips. And so I was like, let me just finish this and then get back on Miss yeah. Maven. For those who don't know, created by the same person. That's why I wanted to take my time on that. I watched, I finally finished Attack on Titan like the series i i put it off for so long um because the last two episodes technically they are a total of i believe five or six episodes but the last they're broken into two big parts so they're like an hour each uh the last two episodes i've just Mm -hmm. put them off for so long because i was like oh it's an hour after the devote not that i was like not a fan of you know i started slacking off attack on time because it got worse it's just it it came out at a point in time where i was just like not watching anything because I caught up, then the last two two episodes came out. Good ending. I was like, I was like, wow, it, it really went somewhere. Um, very dark, okay. very human instinction. Like it was extinction level threat. Like it was wild. Wow. Um, not gonna wait. I did don't know. the did the manga end or? The manga ended a long Is time ago. Is the anime just okay? Yeah, it's it's canon. It's just I I remember reading the manga, but then I was like, you know what, the animation's too good. So I was like, let me just stop reading and then watch the TV like the show like everyone else is. And that, I do that. I gotcha. I believe I rarely do that. I don't necessarily do that with a lot of shows. That was like the one show where I was like, I need to actually watch it. I I don't know if you're gonna watch it and tell you. I'm surprised I didn't even get spoiled. You can you can tell me. So no, like I was just gonna say, like eighty percent of the planet was destroyed. 
like humans. Wow. So left with 20%. It was ridiculous. Like, and the first part I was like, because when the episodes, when I, where I left off, like, not to get into spoiler territory for anyone listening, but it was just like, everyone was going to die. Everyone's catching it. I don't care who you are. And I'm not telling you who's thinking this (laughs) or who, like, it was just like, I'm killing everybody. And then everyone had to go stop this person. And it was just like, and then favorite characters are like dying. And it's like, so I'm, I'm not like, it's just, it's just crazy. It was crazy how, how that happened. Um, I finished, uh, I didn't finish. I finally saw the second movie of Evangelion, the, the rebirth series, like four movies. There's a total of four movies. Um, do you know the, that franchise, Neon Genesis Evangelion? I, no, I know the franchise, dude. I thought it was only like one property. I had no idea that there was four. So there was the original show, but then the last four yeah. or six episodes were not cohesive because I believe the writer had a like nervous breakdown or something, and then it was just all mm-hmm. psychological, like philosophical stuff happening. So when I remember watching, I was like, wait, where's all the uh, monsters versus, yeah. like, where are the, yeah, I was like, what's going on? So then I looked it up, I realized what was going on, and then I saw that there was these two movies from the 90s, which were supposed to actually complete the series, but it wasn't a fan favorite. But then, and mind you, I watched this at a time where I was like, when the movie, The Rebirth, came out, which was supposed to culminate, uh, retell the story, and then give it a definitive ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen the first one a long time ago, then I rewatched it a couple months back, and then recently I watched the second one. Um, I got you right now. And those two yeah, rebirths, awesome. like, they did everything. They summarized what happened and gave it an ending. No, well, there's a total of four of them. There's a total of four. So, so four rebirths uh, sorry. is what you're saying. There's the, yeah, there's Revival Evangelion, which is Death and Rebirth, which came out in 97. Then the sequel to that was End of Evangelion. I still haven't seen those two. I didn't care to because I heard they weren't really that great anyway. But okay. my, my, adaptation that i got into was the rebuild of evangelion yo that came out in 2007 we were in high school Hmm. and then i remember when part two came out it was you can't so it's called the first one's called you are not alone 2007 the second one's called you cannot advance and quote there's not is in uh parentheses 2009 that's two years later then they were like part three which I, i that's the next one i have to see which i started the first 10 minutes of you cannot redo, which is 2012. Guess when the fourth one came out? 2019. Close. 2021. This is years. I was wow. waiting for all of that. That's to crazy. I was waiting for, and then I. That's why I never watched them until like now. They're all on Amazon Prime for those that are fans or, or interested in. They're all on Amazon Prime. The fourth one is called three point uh, three point zero plus three one point, or which is called Thrice Upon a Time. Which uh, I can't wait to finally actually like finish it because I was like, I waited for so long since 2007. Dude, that title sounds like a Kingdom Hearts like spinoff game. It's very, it's very Kingdom Hearts, very uh, uh, Digimon kind of a title. Hmm. It's Thrice Upon a Time. It's very, yeah, I I remember I was like, oh, yeah, it gives that vibe. So I finally saw uh, the second Mm -hmm. one and then I started the third one. So I want to kill that. Um, what else am I watching? Uh, Hulu got back into my animes. Um, 
watching Ranking of Kings with Gabby. I'm like having her watch it. She's getting to the point where the character is getting. I was like, yo, like she kept saying, like it's so sad. I'm like, oh, babe, it's gonna be good. Like trust mm-hmm. me, like dude, it doesn't happen in this first or second season. But I'm like, he has nothing. He's oh, he not that he hasn't. He's super weak. Can't do anything. Can't talk. Can't hear. But can just wait he's also like and then i'm like he taught the entire country asl like yeah like i'm like he taught the country how to do asl like that's something that you don't really see in a lot of anime or in storytelling in general it's very unique it's been out for some time so we got to a point where he's training and then i kept like touching gabby i was like look look like (laughs) um it does have creepy moments that's something like she's not into creepy stuff like there was like in the first episode or two that you see, yeah. you remember the first episode right or a second one where the mm-hmm. demon comes out it's just very creepy looking like as she just i was like yo just turn your way face away like it's creepy <laughs> but i'm like it's such a good show um so she's watching that um i don't think i'm watching anything else. i can't recall oh i was gonna watch this but i didn't um we watched it together actually rick and morty i wanted to get back and finish the the season uh, but I didn't get to do that yet. I started Ninja Kamoi. If you've heard of it, it's a new anime project project on Dude, Adult Swim it looks slash insane. Max. Um, so I'm actually gonna wait for it to stack. Saw the first episode, but I knew it was gonna be good because I was like, I've been following that studio for so long. They do such a great job. I was like, I'm gonna just wait because I'm like, I can't just watch it and be like, I want more. Like it's <laughs> it's I need it to stack. I believe it's going to be a total of 12 episodes. Um, great animation. It's really good. So, yeah, Sanjay Kamoi. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. It'll probably come to me. Uh, but reading, I'm not really reading much. I did read this this past Sunday, One Piece chapter came out, and which I really want to spoil for you. If you don't catch up. But, um, and then My Hero is also another one. My Hero is like, it's not touch and go when it comes to story. It's just how like certain things end. It's like, it's such mm-hmm. an annoying cliffhanger. So chapters can range from 13 to like 20, 20 pages. Sometimes they end and it's like, why didn't you just fill the previous chapter with the information that we needed instead of like giving us a cliffhanger to the next next week's chapter? It's it, But it's still good. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming to a close, but it's just taking really long. It's like let's get <laughs> let's to speed it. Like, this it's up. Just, they're dragging at this point. Uh, yeah, like I can't, but I can't wait for the the, the anime to come out because I remember the trailer or teaser came out a while back because the uh, the the show's supposed to come back. Um, if I'm am I reading anything else? No comics. I'm not playing any video games. I haven't touched my my PS Five is dry. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm like, is there anything that we've discussed? But I think that's it. But I, I'll see. I may come to may come to Smallville, I slow down a bit. Seinfeld plays in the background sometimes. Uh, let's see. Let's see before I get back to you all. Uh, 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 no. The bear I actually stopped for a minute. Uh I think that is it. Yeah, I really need to get back onto Rick and Morty because I remember we were watching that like 
religious for that first or second day. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So, okay. So then for me watching, I finished Rick and Morty, but that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's good. good. Great. Fantastic. Trying to think, trying to think. So I'm finally after a really, really long time of being away from it, probably the longest time in the past decade, um, I'm finally back on The Office. It's playing in the background again. I took a break for like, I don't know, like over a year. I hadn't watched it. Yeah, you but, barely, um, yeah, you barely talked. But yeah, that's been going on in the background. Me and the wife are still going through Gilmore Girls. We're on the last season. We're on the second half of the last season. And it's like, it's right there. It's right there. We know, like, we know what's going to happen. And it's finally starting to happen. And I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's going to happen. And I'm happy. But, um, yeah, we're we're almost done with that. Then we're going to try and uh, crush a year in a life pretty quickly. So I've been watching that. Movies, I saw... I, I rewatched The Great Gatsby. And that is... Which one? The one that matters, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, come on. As if I care about anything else. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was such, you know, like, I remember when that movie came out and I was so happy. I watched it. It was beautiful, fantastic. And I remember some of the little. That was great. I remember some of the little criticisms it got with um, merging new age music. A lot of like hip hop actually is in that in that movie. I remember with the, that. the old the old themes. Um like those the Vinches like twenties and thirties themes. But it it matches. Like it the what he's trying to do, what I, I don't wanna say it I don't think it matched. I think it worked with his style, which is what it what he does. Like you know, yes. with like uh what's this movie? Uh, Elvis. No, not even Elvis, before that. I'm thinking before that. Moulin Rouge. Well, yes, like even like that. So this, I I agree with you when it comes to it matches with his style of filming, but not it doesn't it shouldn't match the time, but he makes it work. So yeah, he I makes don't know it what work. Like yeah, it 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 makes sense with the story he's telling. You know, yeah. um, Laz Berman is just a fantastic director. He really knows what he's doing. But yeah, it was it was just a really fun rewatch. I mean, it is kind of on the longer side, but great, fantastic movie, absolutely fantastic. So rewatch that. I oh, there was something else. I feel like there was another movie I watched, and I totally I'm spacing on it. I think if I watched the movie, okay. But those, but those, uh, those were the series that I have going on. Oh, um, I've finished second season of. Love on the Spectrum. I recommend everyone go watch that. It oh, was you a, told us, yeah. I, I watched the first season not too long ago. The second season just came out, and I, I went through that pretty quickly. It was only like six or seven episodes. Um, beautiful, beautiful like documentary. Like It's so nice. It just follows the lives of people on the spectrum, and like they're dating, like how they're dating who they're going for and stuff like that. A lot of this, this season is returning, uh, people from first season. 
but they do have some new some new people come in and um share their stories and it, it's just beautiful because shedding a shedding a light on that subject matter which originally I thought would have been distasteful because I didn't know anything about it when I finally watched the show it's just showing like the struggles like their daily struggles that they have you know people that are highly functioning and even some of the lower functioning people with autism like it yeah. is a spectrum it is a very wide spectrum of functionality and it shows you know it dips your feet into like their their lives and it was it was beautiful it was watching people like date and you know fall in love and there's there was these two people they were from the first season they came back they've they're still dating they've been dating for almost three years now um abby and david i believe is the guy's name they are mm -hmm. absolutely like romeo and juliet they are this generation's like beacon of what love should be it is the purest the purest most innocent just full-on they love each other and david took her to africa this this season and they went on a safari because abby's favorite animal is a lion and they got to see it and then they sang can you feel the love tonight to each other while enjoying mm -hmm. a like nice like safari vista view at twilight it was one of That's the most nice. romantic beautiful things i've ever seen great show really really wholesome uh so it's it's good eye bleach if you ever need to just like take in something really really nice to kind of counteract anything that's happening to you that's that's one of those shows um on the complete opposite side of that is love is blind so love is blind i've seen every season uh the first one i think came out back it was literally right when we were shutting down in 20 20 yeah right it was like lockdown because i remember everyone was watching it during lockdown yeah so first season i still maintain is the best season it was the most like pure of the experiment you know you don't get to see the, the person that you're talking to for x number of days or weeks and then the experiment is can you fall in love without seeing somebody and in that season i i saw two people actually fall in love and it it was beautiful Fast forward, there's been some controversies with the show, and they've redone the format for this season. A little more fast-paced, and it kind of leans towards that, like, drama, obviously a little more sex appeal and stuff. So, it's kind of got, it's dipped into its, the toes of, like, uh, it's dipped into the water of um Love Island, if any reality TV people are listening. So, it kind of has merged formats with that, so... I, I don't know if I'm loving it, but it's still it's it's good. I enjoy it for what it is. It's it's a me and Erica show, so I watch that with her. Um and then you like uh No, I was gonna say because we had after our MegaCon, it was a little we haven't really like reconnected on our shows and our things. So we're kind of like yeah. coming back. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what's what, Oh, I watched. Okay. Before I get into what I'm seeing, I watched, um, Harry Potter, half blood Prince the other day with the misses. 
and I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm going to actually spend money and go watch Madam Web with a friend. Um, we're going to go and just see how bad this ride is. It's one of those things where like, we're going to go, we're going to crack jokes. We're going to make fun of it, but we're going to go check it out. Um, yeah, definitely talk about it next. Well, when we return to record, we definitely got to know. And you will give me, obviously you spoil it, spoil it for me. Um, obviously it won't be a spoiler cast, but just run I through will. the attack. Um, and I'll run through it for, for the listeners too, because I'm sure not a lot of people are going to see that one. But, and then last but not least, you know, I mentioned before that I was, I wanted to get back on One Piece, but I, I didn't have the password or anything. My own very legitimate paid for password. I couldn't remember it, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you just but, um, find it. I did find another anime and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. I haven't watched a, like a different anime in a really, really long time. Um, typically like Oh, sleepy voice said sounds suspicious. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not. We yeah, promise. So, so <laughs> I haven't watched like a newer anime, like a new anime to my roster in a while. Like I've, you know, One Piece is always a thing. Uh, my Hero is mm. probably the other one that I keep up with. Um, but I haven't taken in any new media or new, new to me because this is not a new one. But I started watching Death Note for the very first time, and. Yeah, you know, it's a little known anime that I'm sure not a lot of people know about. Um, you know, it's it's in the corners, you know, of of the media space. You know, no one no one has really found it yet. So it's not. Also, it's a good thing you're it's a good thing you're watching it cuz it's like no one can really spoil it for you cuz it's not, like this came out when we were in like 2006. So, yeah. Well, anime-wise 2006-2007. Um what I was going to say was um Reading is overrated. <laughs> After you're done with Death Note, I would suggest uh, Full Metal. Yeah, that's another one that I need to get on. Like I, I've put it off forever. And like, I would give you good. I would give you good non-long anime so you can get through them because they're all well. Full Metal is not short. It's sixty or sixty-one episodes. Death Note, I believe, is twenty something. I could be Death wrong. No. Yo, square mo. <laughs> team illiterate. No, team <laughs> illiterate all illiterate. the way. We don't read out here. Forget reading. Yeah, Ill- I <laughs> illiterate. So you just saying? So you just read, I, reading? I have completely. purged the knowledge okay, of reading illiterate. out of my skull. Okay. Forget that. Team illiterate all the way. <laughs> um, but but oh yeah, no, God, I have to I'm um, I have to get on some classic stuff. So like Brotherhood, um. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Just I come need to, to get me. on that. Just come to me. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, I'm a text Hunter away. Hunter, I got you. Demon Slayer, like all those, like number. have kind of passed me by, and like I've always wanted to. Oh no, no, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. Slow it down. Slow it down. I got. I you. was on. Um, oh my gosh, we were just talking about it. You just said it was extinction level threat. Um, Attack on Titan. Attack I don't know on if you want to like start over. Like depends yeah, on what I you would, remember. I would start over because I got to season two and then I stopped. Um, yeah, but that was but like I, a slow season. Yeah, I need to. I need to start over there. 
But yeah, so there's there's stuff. I also really would love to go through the whole Pokemon franchise, the whole Digimon franchise, the whole Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. Like these are just things that I would like to like go through. I mean, it'll take me forever. I think but... you know what it is. It's it's not even just like like I joke about saying slow your roll, but at the same time, it's kind of like dipping your feet into smaller stuff to build. Like you know, yeah. Kev on stage, he he discovered anime. Not he rediscovered anime because he thought anime was just Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, and DBZ. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's like, but he he jumped headfirst into, I believe it was Attack on Titan. That was like mm-hmm. his first thing. He didn't, he went in and he was like, what is going on? It's such, yeah. that is a jarring thing to jump into. Then he went into, I believe, Death Note. Yeah, he went into Death Note. He started wearing anime attire. Mind you, he has time and he has money. Yeah. So it's like, but he started slowing. Then he did One Piece, but he does One Piece when he's doing flight. So that's something where you can just bang mm-hmm. out chunks of episodes. But he is, uh, he's slowly in there. And you know, um, for, for a lot of people, um, when it comes to anime, they they still and it's still that way. A lot of people uh, think it's just cartoons. Yeah, but we know this. But uh, yeah. other people. Don't. I mean, you know, I've been on the One Piece crawl forever. I'm finally in the 800s. Like I'm, I'm seeing the end of the end of the tunnel, right? The light at the end. Like I'm seeing it. So Squaredmore said, 20 years to finish." It honestly, it's one of those things where, yeah, okay, fine. He said, if, if I ever have prison sentence, yeah, it's one of those things. Like my friend, my friend put it best. He was just like, look, if you see something is a thousand episodes, you're not going to watch it. Right. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to dive into it and commit, then, and like you have nothing else to do, then you, you watch it. But the thing is, it's one of those things where there is a reason. And look, this is not me selling one piece. There's a reason it's gone this long. Yeah. So when someone discovers, like, oh, why is this thing good? It's kind of like you can talk. It's not a lot of episodes, but people can talk trash about SpongeBob. I'm like, but have you watched it though? So then you watch the first couple episodes. You're like, oh, this show is actually really funny. It's silly, but you get why it exists and why it's lasted this long. SpongeBob's still going on. So it's like Pokemon. Obviously, Pokemon has its it's it's one of those things you can grow out of can still return yeah we grew out of of pokemon when i'm talking about the show not the games we grew out of pokemon but it's like we can always return so uh well fast and furious is not anime i'm talking about anime (laughs) so (laughs) he tried to disprove my point (laughs) listen i mean but it's one of those things like yeah like if you commit to it it, not just one piece you could even look at like black clover naruto naruto when it comes to the first series, Naruto Shippuden, and its sequel series, uh, it's it's still that's a large it's a large amount of anime. It's got to come in. Yeah, it's they're big, and it's not a bad series. It's a good. They're show. big, and I've had flirtations with animes my entire life. Um, the bigger shows have always been kind of hard for me to latch onto, but um, the smaller ones I've been able to kind of like knock out. I do enjoy when they have this truncated story, and like I can like it's a digestible thing like death note i'm happy it's like 20 something maybe 30 episodes like there is like that is an easy but you're thing lucky because that's like yeah you're lucky because it's like it's not um yeah we're kind of going long on this but it's it's one of those things where when i figured out when their series like for example like soul eater 
where it kind of diverges from the manga. It's like, no, I want to know the true story yeah. of it. Even though it's still a short series in its entirety, it's like, I find out like Blue Exorcist, Blue Exorcist was also like a couple episodes, like 20 episodes, when you realize the manga is still mm-hmm. going. But this was around the turning point where in, when it comes to anime, they decided to do seasons. Yeah. They've never done seasons before. That's why they, it was one of those things, gets your feet wet, and then it's like, watch, go read the manga. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it all depends on the commitment. You can do it, obviously. People do it all the time. But um, I'm excited. I started Death Note um, three, four, five episodes in. And that already, the show has like kind of rocked me to my core with like how it, it really... It every, when I watched it when it came out, it was the same way. I know. And you're feeling it now. It really hit the... It hit the ground running, and I was like, what the hell did I just start? And then, you know, the whole demon thing, it sometimes, it sometimes freaks me out. But, um, like, that that to me is a little creepy. I mean, Ryuk. not really, not necessarily Ryuk, but I'm talking about, like, the demon concept in general. Oh, the Shinigami, the Shinigamis. No, but uh, not yeah. specific to Death Note. I'm talking about, like, in general, in life. Yeah. Like, like I know, like... Oh, just mean in general. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, well what I was going to say, like, when the term they use, if you watch no, English Japanese, or Japanese, they Shinigami. use the word Shinigami. Mind you, my first understanding of that was in Bleach, where it was just dudes mm-hmm. and swords. So when I watched Death Note, which is a more higher form of, it's just like, you hear this, and it's creepy. But I know what you're saying is demons in general. Yeah, so that that's too. always been kind of like creepy. But, you know, I know in, like, Japanese culture and mythology, it's like, it's way different than what we in the west see demons as so i'm able to kind of like suspend that creepiness slightly like for for death note but it has been absolutely amazing hit the ground running you know the the uh the main guy light is just so not okay in the head that it's fantastic i love seeing this kind of like um he's not really a protagonist like he is the main character but he is a terrible human being and seeing his like but the thing about it like when i first watched it i mm-hmm. i agreed initially right well, well yeah mind i you, think I'm that's a, the I'm point 12, right 13 year old kid so i'm so i when i was young so now as an adult i understand like no what he's doing is not good but when i watched it i even wanted him to not get caught it's like mm. one of those things where i was like ah oh, he needs to oh it's one of those things you but I'm I'm curious to know what your take is, how you feel about it as you're watching as an adult. Um, kind of want to answer uh, Sleepy Voice here. He said, "If I like, I, I haven't read Firefest. I've watched it. I do plan on reading it when season three comes out because I just I have other things that I'm reading." Um, but yeah, Fire Force I know is good. I've watched Fire Force. So I, I dig. Is that the Fire Department anime? In a sense, yes. It's the fire department, but yes, right? aren't they firefighters? People with uh, fire abilities, yeah. They're they're people with fire abilities. They use fire to fight people, demons. It, it's mm. it's one of those things. It, it, yeah. Okay. So, like for me right now, in the very beginning, I totally agreed. Like, well, maybe not totally. When Light was first introduced, I got his sentiments. I understood his his view on the world. Like, I got it. Like, I was like, yeah. People, people suck, like because that's really what it is. He's he's upset at his fellow man for how they act, and that's totally relatable. And then 
you know, the first name that he jots down, you know, the, the curiosity is what sparked him. So he wanted to know if it was real. I get that, right? That's a very human thing to do. And then once he kind of gets that taste and then he starts talking about like, I'm going to be the new God of this world that I'll shape in my image. That's when I take a step back and I'm like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. But it's fun to see the chess match that goes on between L and Light, right? They are, it's a battle of wits. This entire thing comes down to a battle of wits and they are constantly trying to like edge each other out as it goes. And there's, you know, I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because it's like 20 years old at this point. So it's been, yeah. But, you know, seeing things come to light, like light being the son of the police captain when that when i first saw that i was like what and like it's you know he's so ingrained he's in this position where he really can go under the radar him booby trapping his desk drawer to make sure that it definitely would never get into the hands of someone else like like he's doing this with like hair and precision and you can almost side with him for a moment there's a lot of times where he's so pragmatic about things, like where you're kind of like, damn, this, this sort of makes sense. And then there's other times where you see the sanity slip and he's like, oh, you're not going to challenge me. Like, you're gone. And then that's kind of where you're like, all right, like he's, he's bad. But I've enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's. Uh, that's all I've been watching. Well, yeah. If you if you get into those waves of anime feels like again, I've said this before on air. Um, for me, my my boost in anime always happens in the summer because mm. summer school. Right? When I when summer well not summer school summer vacation. Whenever school was over, it was time to watch anime and play video games. That's when everything starts peaking for me when it comes to those types of entertainment. It's not that I choose to. It's that's just, just it's the thing. Yeah, no, I get that. So didn't read anything because hashtag team illiterate. Let's do it. And then <laughs> games. I've been off gaming for a hot minute. Just been you know busy with other stuff. Uh, PS5 is dry. I that thing has. I have not. Oh, yours is a dry dude, well as well. I haven't touched that thing and I don't even remember how long. That's what's so bad. Like I don't even know. Uh. I have been playing the Switch lately. I got back into it. Um, you know, I think the last time I spoke about it, I was playing Pikmin 4. That's been done. Um, I've been on Splatoon 3. I had it. Like, when I got Pikmin 4, I also picked up Splatoon 3. So that's been a thing that I've been playing. I think since the last time I beat Mario RPG. I don't know if I... I can't remember if I said that or not. But, yes, yeah, Splatoon 3, I'm like halfway through the story mode. I want to finish off the story before I start getting into like online stuff um, because that's really where that game shines is online, the matchmaking and stuff. But having a fun time, I'm literally stuck at this midway point. I've been playing one level for a combined like four hours, maybe like I just cannot pass it. It's a it's a target practice thing but you're also moving you're on this rail so you're continuously moving so you're moving you have to shoot the targets and then also you have to watch out for obstacles on the rail and then at the very end 
there's this massive target that like can't get broken in one hit. So you got to like throw a grenade, hit it a bunch of times, and then finally it's done. The very last piece of this thing is it shoots you off of the rail. You have to shoot like six targets and that are in clumps. And you have like half a second to do that before you die. If you don't hit those targets at the right time, the rest of the rail doesn't like fill in to take you to the finish line. Mm. Like the finish line is literally right there, but these tar- these last targets are so freaking hard to hit. I literally I've been stuck on this thing for about four hours. Like yesterday, I was playing it, and Erica was like, "You're still doing this level," and I looked at her and I was like, "No, I just really love torturing myself." for hours on end that's the fun i'm getting out of it (laughs) um but yeah man i that's really the only thing i've been playing um monopoly go pokemon go both on the phones that's pretty much it i know we got a little long in the tooth for that one but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here we will be doing it after dark so just stick around Well, we'll be taking like a five, 10 minute break and then we'll be right back. I'm going to throw up the starting soon screen and then I'll announce when we're heading back in. But um, this will wrap up like the main show. As we mentioned a couple times, we will be taking a break next week. I have uh, some traveling for work, so we're not going to be able to record next week. That's kind of why we're also doing it after dark today. Uh, but we will return to recording the following week. So we should be good there. Um, as always, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow us on everything. We have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. If you're on Twitch right now, it's Twitch slash the average days. Uh, pod- Twitch slash the average days. Twitch TV slash the average days. That's what it is. Um, Instagram, we got the average days podcast. Same thing for Twitter and TikTok. Um, we will be posting some more stuff very very soon so keep an eye out there our main channels are instagram and twitch um but we do put up the videos on youtube and the podcast audio comes out thursdays on everywhere that pods are casted yeah last thing i wanted to toss in the after darks will only be live and then we will start tossing them in our patreon so uh, if you want to hear the craziness that we talk about sorry my english was not good there (laughs) when you want if you want to hear all the crazy stuff we talk about where we're unfiltered we will post it on our patreon and that's the only place where you get to see it so anyone listening to this it is not on youtube yes uh, we are going to be making that switch we are launching our patreon right now we only have two tiers you can go ahead and go check it out patreon.com slash the average jays podcast it would be great. We are looking for some more support so that we could keep making these things. But um, yeah, we will be doing the After Dark live. So you can always watch it on Twitch when we do it. But as when it comes to the VOD, right, Video On Demand, we're only going to be serving it on Patreon to our uh, our members there. And you can go over there to find out which tier does what. But any little thing does help us, especially likes and you know reach uh shares of any of our content so obviously we'll keep our stuff free always but we will start to move some things over into the patreon as we go just so we can kind of keep this show going so and we do that with your support so thank you all for always listening chiming in and um 
helping us do what we love. So like I said, we'll be back in a couple minutes. I'm going to throw up the starting soon screen and we'll be back with the after dark. But before we go, we got to check out what was holding up Jay's mic. And this week it was the navigation catalog for Gundam. For Gundam Planet. For Gundam Planet. <laughs> just the catalog. Yeah, just the catalog. <laughs> it was just holding it up. I had no other... I didn't have my Funkos. So I was like, this was okay. ho- technically holding it up. All right. yes. You could have seen that live on Twitch.tv slash The Average Jays. But you can always hear about it on our podcast. Or if we put it up on our Instagrams. So, for now, um, we are saying goodbye. Goodbye, audio listeners. But we will be back for the after dark so as always i am jay justin ruiz and i'm jay jeremy francois and we'll see you real soon